Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye, Donald. Goodbye, Donald. Goodbye, Donald. You're going to leave us now. And we could all hope that 2021 is going to get better. Of course, it can't get much worse. Uh, But I don't want to tempt fate either. So let's just not worry about that at the moment. If you want to join the conversation, you could always call in at area code 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. And if you are listening and you're in the Blog Talk Radio chat room, or if you're logged in to Blog Talk Radio live during the broadcast, you can always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. in the chat room, blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. Go to the episode page, and as long as you're logged into your free account, you'll be able to interact with the show that way. And of course, if you're listening after the live broadcast, you can leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc., over at the show thread at liberaldan.com on facebook.com slash liberaldan or at liberaldan radio on Twitter. So, um, title of the show, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. What's the, why, why, where did that come from? Well, way back when Kyle Rittenhouse shot those people, that that was one of the things, and it's not a new saying, so to speak, but it was one of the things that the conservatives were saying about the people who Kyle Rittenhouse shot. So I flipped it around on them and decided to say, well, Kyle Rittenhouse is now under arrest in jail, was awaiting a murder charge hearings, trials, etc., because he played stupid games, and now he's winning the stupid prizes. Basically, if you do stupid stuff, you're going to pay for it because you're going to get stupid stuff back at you that you're not going to want. So let's talk about Kyle Rittenhouse for a second and kind of a year of review for the terrible year that is 2020, uh, specifically going over those people that played stupid games and won stupid prizes. And if you have an example, Flycatch, welcome to the chat room. Uh, Flycatch is one of my uh, rather infrequent, but, you know, I recognize enough so that I see he comes in every once in a while check in. If you have an example, and look, if you want to give an example on the other side of the aisle of somebody who played stupid games and won stupid prizes, you're more than welcome to leave that in the chat room and let me know what you think. And, of course, respond to it accordingly. Um, but let's talk about Rittenhouse for a second. I do have a video on this up on YouTube. If you go to youtube.com slash radio or just go to youtube.liberaldan.com. Either way, I will get you there. One of the videos that I made 
uh, was in response to somebody else's points that they were making about Kyle Rittenhouse. And it was that plus looking into Wisconsin law and seeing all the different ways that somebody in Wisconsin can claim self-defense and use deadly force in self-defense to avoid a murder charge. Uh, One of those things that you would have to do is you can't be simply protecting private property. Uh, You can use force to protect private property, but if you're only protecting the property and no one else's life is in danger, you cannot use deadly force to simply protect private property. However, the only people under Wisconsin law that are allowed, oh, fly catch left already. The only people under Wisconsin law that are allowed to um, protect private property is the owner, uh, relatives of the owner who are responsible uh, for the owner. So let's say it was maybe a, an elderly owner and people who are responsible for the elderly person, or if it may be the, I was a kid owner and like the kid inherited the businesses, but somebody else is running it for them or what have you. Um, or let's say it's an agent that somebody had hired or like a manager uh, that somebody had, you know, that person put into place. Those people could use force to defend. Now you can't use force if you're not one of those people. There's no evidence to show that Kyle Rittenhouse was one of these four people, four types of people that can, that can use force to, to protect private property. So therefore, he had no right to be there to do that. So therefore, he wasn't protected under that part of the law. Well, what about um, the fact that they were attacking him? What well, were they attacking him or were they defending themselves against him. He was the one walking around brandishing a rifle that he was not legally capable of possessing. It was against Wisconsin law for somebody under the age of 18 to possess that weapon. And under Wisconsin law, if you are in the act of committing a crime, you cannot then also claim self-defense. So that if they allow a self-defense Defense, a self-defense defense, I don't know if it was the, what's the better way to word it, but if you allow him to claim self-defense uh, as a justification for using lethal force in the two instances or three instances where shot people and the two instances that he killed people, uh, you are going to be avoiding the law. Now, there is such a thing that, that people will bring up as jury nullification, where a jury could basically say, I don't think that this law is right. I don't think that the law on the on prohibiting of the use of deadly force if you're committing a crime, I don't think this crime of illegally possessing a weapon should allow them to do it. Now, that wouldn't create any sort of legal precedent, uh, but a jury could be convinced by the attorneys that they could use their power as a jury to say, look, the law really shouldn't apply here in this circumstance, and we're going to make an excuse for that. That's not under the law. That That, that would be them making an exception to the law. I think most juries would probably say you were committing a crime. You were committing a crime. A passing this weapon for anything you do with the weapon is now illegal. So you have no right to defend yourself because you shouldn't have been there in the first place. Another thing, you shouldn't have been there in the first place. There was a curfew in place. So because there was a curfew in place, he was violating the law again. Now, if I was Rittenhouse's attorneys and I was going to try and attack that portion of the case against him that would say, you know, hey, he shouldn't have been there in the first place, and therefore he was violating the law, I would make the argument, if I was his attorneys, 
that the police officers were there, they thanked them for being there, and they didn't take any action to ask them to leave the area. So that was tacit approval by the police department that to, to allow them to be there in violation of the curfew. So if the police are going to say, look, you, not only you can be here, but thank you for being here, I would have a hard time enforcing that portion of the circumstances. But if I was in the prosecution, I would still say, regardless of the fact that the police officers uh, thanked them for being there and gave them water and whatever else that they gave them uh, for, uh, quote, helping out, if, if I was the prosecution, I would say, regardless of that, the police officer's actions don't negate your responsibility to follow the law. The police can't allow you to follow to break the law if they don't take action about you violating the law. Currently, it still doesn't mean you haven't broken the law. So therefore, if you're there in violation of the curfew, you again are committing a crime and as such can't claim self-defense. So, and I go into even a little bit more detail looking at all the aspects of the law in the state of Wisconsin, but Kyle Rittenhouse, he played stupid games. He won stupid prizes. It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. And I'm sure I'm going to be playing that a lot today. So, uh, cause you know, there, especially there, there's other issues. And but let, before we go to the first commercial break, let's go ahead and uh, talk about somebody else who played a stupid game and won a stupid prize. That would be Herman Cain. Uh, I should I should have a dinger. I should have had a dinger for a while now uh, because every time I hear Herman Cain, every time I hear this particular song, I think of her. Like, Here I am, rocked you like I'm Herman Cain. Come on, come on, come on. Anyway, so Herman Cain obviously went to the Tulsa rally uh, and. In the Tulsa rally, I remember tweeting this one out of several of Donald Trump's events. But uh, what what was the over, what was what was more of what did you see more of there? Did you see more people wearing masks or black people? And I think at the Tulsa rally, it might very well have been black people than people wearing masks, but maybe not by a lot because you had Herman Cain and his group who all joined up to help Donald Trump try and win the election and. Of course, as we all know, he got sick and he died. It is what it is. And if you recall, Donald Trump, during his Axios interview, when he was discussing all the things about his response to the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, when the person who was interviewing him said, well, you know, what about the people who were dying? Uh, Donald Trump said, it is what it is. And so that sort of callous. Uh, idea, you know, came into play and, and he introduced that. And, you know, so when, when people who are conservative die, despite the warnings that are placed, that are we are being told that we have to follow uh, during COVID-19, like masking up and socially distancing and, and doing unnecessary activities, uh, these people still end up dying. They're killing other people too. And I'm not going to say it to the other people that I kill, but when they die themselves, it right. is what it is. Thank you, Donald. So we'll be hearing that a bunch tonight, especially for, with the, maybe the next story that I'll be talking about. Um, but there is plenty of other things to talk about as well. Uh, and, of course, I want to take your calls on it. Um, 
on the whole issue on on what's going on with with you know all of the people that have played stupid games and surprised do you have a nomination uh to make when it comes to that who knows and, and i think it's too early to say that rittenhouse won uh the contest of who played the stupidest game to win the stupidest prizes because the trial's still going on we don't know how it's going to turn out we don't know if he's going to luck out and get a jury that treats him nicely and is fair not unfair to his victims and is ridiculously fair to him or, or decides that they're going to let him off with a slap on the wrist for you know maybe just violating the weapons policy but not not charging him or, or convicting him of anything like murder that he should be charged with anyway let's go ahead and take the first commercial break of the hour and of course we will come back and take your calls as well it's 914-803-4131 that's 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. Alright, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say. Sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family. Because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Day and Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mm, yeah. Greetings. This is Nemesis Josh host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? <laughs> well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life talking about all kinds of things, political things, nerdy things, fun things, not so fun things. Go ahead, give a listen, and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear and no one else will? <laughs> Catch you on the tune. Would you like to support Liberal Dan Radio? Would you like a shout out on the podcast or the minicast? Would you like to purchase advertising or sponsor a bit like Hypocrite of the Week or Words of Redneck Wisdom? You can even sponsor the whole hour. Then become a Liberal Dan Patreon. You can help me grow my audience, and for a limited time, first hour advertisers will lock in their rates. For the life of the podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash liberal Dan and support the show today. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out budgeteers.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? 
Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do, but Budgeteers is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out Budgeteers.com or go to YouTube.com slash Budgeteers and help make your trip the best it can be. Budgeteers.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. Do you want to put some money away for holiday gifts or just create a separate account to save money for a rainy day? Do you want to get a savings bonus every month for money deposited? Do you want the chance to earn up to $10 million simply by depositing money into an FDIC-insured bank? Then open a Yada account and use code LIBERALDAN, make a deposit, and you can get 100 free tickets for next week's jackpot. Each deposit can earn you extra tickets as well. And I've made it easy for you. Just go to yada.liberaldan.com and sign up. That's Y-O-T-T-A liberaldan.com And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. If you want to join the conversation, it is area code 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. Of course, we're talking about playing stupid game, winning stupid prizes, but a big prize you can win, not necessarily a prize. There is a big prize you can win, and it's not a stupid prize if you join up with Yada. And, of course, it's uh, too late to save for this holiday, but maybe you could start saving for the next one, or you could just put money away for a rainy day. It is a federally insured bank account, so it is safe to put your money in it. I wouldn't be putting my money in it if I didn't feel that it was safe. And also, you can uh, have a chance to win money. Uh, I've won a couple of shekels, uh, so to speak, but I haven't won anything big, but it's more than I would have won putting it in a regular bank. And so, wait, I'm sorry. What'd you say? Uh, what'd you say, Donald? Ah. Uh, hope i'm still connected <laughs> i hit off the screen it looks like i'm still connected um yeah looks like i'm still connected we'll check that is but what was that donald it is what it is thank you donald very much anyway so you can win some uh i'm getting used to this new mouse and there's some buttons that i need to wrap i think in order to make sure that it works properly but you know i, I think I, I think everything is good no harm no foul on that one We'll just double check here with an incognito window just to make sure that we can hear myself talking. Um, great way to end the new year. Great way to end 2020, right? I mean, it is 2020. You wouldn't expect anything different. Uh, but yeah, if you sign up for Yada, uh, yeah, everything's fine. So if you uh, sign up for Yada, yada.liberaldan.com, that's yotta.liberaldan.com, you too can uh, uh, enter the contest to win up to $10 million. And if you're not, you're at least could have saved some money away for a rainy day. And I, I set it up to deposit every other week for a little bit. I might turn that off uh, once I've put, you know, maybe a couple hundred bucks in there just to save. But we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it goes. And if, if you sign up, you get 100 extra drawing tickets for that week, which is pretty cool. And I get it too. So it helps me out as well or potentially helps me out. Maybe I win. Maybe I don't. Who knows? But the other thing I did want to talk about is the fact that I have the Patreon, patreon.liberaldan.com or liberaldan.com slash, or patreon.liberaldan.com or patreon.com slash liberaldan. Either way, we'll get you there. Uh, you can 
by advertising on the show, uh, after the new year, I'm going to change it so that when you sign up as a Patreon under that particular thing, those rates that you sign up for may very well be good just for the year. So, so if you sign up in January 1st, after I change the Patreon terms, if you sign up as an advertiser at that point, it's only going to be good till the end of the year. And that's it. Um, and then if, if the show gets more popular, then the rates are going to go up after that. But uh, if you sign up before then, you have two, two more days to go-ish, or maybe a day and a half now, uh, until I wake up on New Year's Day and decide to get around to it, uh, you will be able to, uh, if you sign up as an advertiser before then, you will lock in that rate for the life of the show. So why do you have to lose? If, if, you, if you have a business that you want to help promote, you know, it's a great way to start while being a great way to support the show as well. So I would appreciate your help, but I appreciate, I would love to help your business, help our businesses grow together. So what, what a great way to start the new year by getting a last minute deal on commercial advertising on Level band radio. So wait, sorry, what was that Donald? It is what it is. Thank you. Uh, so, um, Luke Letlow was the, was the congressman-elect uh, in Louisiana. I believe it's Louisiana's 5th district. And he uh, had campaign events. He, uh, there were people in these campaign events. His, his people were not masking. Uh, the people attending the events were not wearing masks. You can look for the hashtag Luke Letlow on Twitter. Um, of course, people. somebody says, folks, this is the end of a crazy, challenging, ugly year. Let's try and show some grace. Congressman-elect Luke Letlow may have been on the wrong side of the COVID-19 debate, but he was a dad, husband, son, and brother. Let's be kind and pray for his family. You know what? I don't wish any harm to him or his family. But here's the thing. He, by acting in an irresponsible way, helped to spread this virus to the point where he got it himself and he died. He literally is the epitome of play stupid games, win stupid prizes. And maybe people think that this is callous. Maybe people think this is mean or unfair. Uh, Maybe people don't think that we should be talking about the dead in a bad way. Um, But here's the thing. You know, if, if he put he put himself in the position that he was in. He put himself in that position. He played that stupid game. He won the prize. Yeah, and he, looking at his picture of his uh, um, Twitter account, which is now protected. If you don't follow him, I guess if you're not confirmed as a follower, you're not allowed to see his tweets. Um, his these accounts tweets are protected, which of course made me say. Well, too bad he couldn't protect himself from the Rona. But that's not even really true. He could have protected himself from the Rona had he behaved in a responsible way. Well, and how is there, what is the responsible way to behave during the pandemic? Well, we've been hearing this since March. Wearing a mask, being socially distanced, not having unnecessary activities. You don't need, you should, this is 2020. You shouldn't need to, I should have Barbara Walters saying that. Um, you should not have to have big campaign events. 
Joe Biden proves that you don't need to have large campaign events to win an election. Joe Biden won in a landslide, and he didn't have large campaign events. He had small campaign events that were socially distanced, that had masking as necessary. So there's proof in the pudding that you could be responsible, while Luke Letlow, on the other hand, was not responsible while campaigning during a pandemic. There's a picture of him with some Republican women's group. There's a picture of him eating lunch or dinner or whatever meal he was eating in the middle of a, uh, what is it? Some, some rest, what's the restaurant called? Rockies, something in shells, whatever it's called. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the name is. I can't see the other name of it, but there's a picture of him. If you go, if you, if you click on my tweet advertising the show, it has hashtag Luke Letlow. Um, Oh, here's a, here's a great picture of it. He is in the middle of some sort of large barn and he is sitting there talking to a group of people who are not socially distanced and none of them are wearing masks is just a great, this could be the tweet of the week law at lawyer Leffler on Twitter. I, I want to just go ahead and say, this is the tweet of the week. It says how it started, how it went, wear a mask, people hashtag Luke Letlow. And uh, I'm going to say a tweet of this is the liberal Dan radio Tweet of the week. Puzzle Yes, you need to mask up. These people were not masked up. And as I dig further and further into the hashtag Luke Letlow, hashtag uh, redundancy, Department of Redundancy Department, um, I see more and more pictures where people are showing. Uh, Luke Letlow at events that people are not socially distanced. They're not masked up. Here's an even worse one. Ugh. I mean, I'm just going to keep retweeting this stuff because as I come across them, I am going to, you were just seeing more and more examples of how careless he was. And he, as a person who was a politician should have been setting the example and he should have been calling on his, Maybe I was too. Here's a picture of Herman Cain in fire with Luke Letlow. Careless with COVID. I tried to tell Luke Letlow how hot it is down here. Now he knows I am dead. Oh my goodness. That is a. I am deceased. Hashtag well played. Oh my God. That is just. Woo. I'm going to have to share this to one of my friends who is just about as horrible as me. (laughs) Share this to my wife. Let's see if I can. No, hold on. Let's see if I can hear her laughing from the other room after I share this with her. Because she better. I think she might be in the shower. Oh, well. That is absolutely brutal. I tried to look wet low. Now he knows. But look, 
he is irresponsible. Um, he also said something like, we need to learn how to live with COVID. That, that we can't be close up. We have to learn to live with COVID. Well, I guess he didn't learn how to live with COVID. Now, did he? He learned how to die with COVID pretty well. But again, stupid games win stupid prizes. And to all those conservatives who are, why are you so mean that he died? He has a family. It is what it is. I mean, y'all are going to be callous and say crap like, oh, uh, people die all the time in response to the request that people wear masks and socially distance and that we close down businesses to protect lives. People die all the time is what they tell us. Well, guess what? That's what you're getting in return. People die all the, all the time. We shouldn't have to change our lives to, to have to, I shouldn't have to be less of a sarcastic, snarky person because he died. People die all the time. It is what it is. And it is what it is, Donald. Yeah, thank you, Donald. It is what it is. He played a stupid game. He won a stupid prize. Simple. And his family will now have to deal without their... I'm sure he loved his wife and his kids. I'm sure they're all going to be very sad that he's gone. But he has nobody to blame but himself. And, you know, it wasn't he that got that, you know... Masking is to protect others. So in reality, I mean, yeah, he held the events. So he did give it to himself. He is responsible for the fact that he got COVID and he died. Uh, but it was one of probably one of his campaign supporters, one of his constituents who came to support his campaign. Guess what? One of them probably gave it to him and probably gave it to other people as well. We're not hearing about those other people because they're not famous. They're not politicians. So they're not getting the headlines that he's getting. Those people dying are also just as sad. I don't want anybody to die from this, but we shouldn't be having all the deaths we had. But guess what? Donald Trump downplayed the virus. He, uh, he tr- and in the Tulsa rally that killed off Herman Cain, he specifically stated that he tried to, re- to have them stop testing or test less. He didn't want testing to take place. He wanted them to slow down the testing so that you wouldn't see the numbers because when you have no numbers, you get more cases, you have more testing, you get more cases because he's an idiot and doesn't understand that the people are still going to be infected with the virus regardless of whether or not you test it. But if you, if you tested it, if you did adequate testing and you had adequate contract, contact tracing, you'd be able to, instead of having wide lockdowns, you'd probably be able to have targeted lockdowns. So, okay, it's New Orleans is big today or this week, so let's go ahead and lock down New Orleans but the other places can stay open because the other places are not being as infected because we're doing better contact with. And maybe we would see that the death rate is a little bit lower if we tested more because we'd get more of the asymptomatic people, but we can't because we're not doing enough testing to be able to have enough information to make an intelligent decision on what we need to do about this virus instead of just doing the wide blanket shutdown approach. Donald Trump created this mess with his ineptitude. Donald Trump created this mess because he didn't listen to the scientists. He wanted to listen to the business people who didn't want their businesses closed because businesses like the matrix have a certain level that they could be, that they could operate with. They would rather, you know, they could probably, you know, there's like two points on the curve or several points on the curve that they could be at making the same amount of money. 
and they don't care how many how many customers they do it with. They could have no problem, like you know, if if you're because if their business model is like the Laffer curve or whatever, they don't they're on just they could make whatever money they need to make, and you know, if, if other people who are not their customers die, they don't give a crap. They just want their businesses open, and they want to be able to have their golden parachutes so that they can afford the stuff that they need to have to live and not have to worry about anybody else. So they don't care that other people die. It's modern-day slavery, so almost to a point. They, they don't care that people are risking their lives so that they can make their millions still. It's sick. It's a sick and twisted aspect of capitalism. So let's go ahead and take another commercial break. Come back, take calls. We will also talk about uh, some other people that played stupid games and won stupid prizes. Maybe complain a little bit more about Luke Letlow as well. All the things that happened. Uh, This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. Alright, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say, sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family. Because family means no one gets behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Day and Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mm, yeah. Greetings. This is Nimbus Josh host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? (laughs) Well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life talking about all kinds of things, political things, nerdy things, fun things, not so fun things. Go ahead, give a listen, and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear and no one else will? (laughs) Catch you on the team. Would you like to support Liberal Dan Radio? Would you like a shout out on the podcast or the minicast? Would you like to purchase advertising or sponsor a bit like Hypocrite of the Week or Words of Redneck Wisdom? You can even sponsor the whole hour. Then become a Liberal Dan Patreon. You can help me grow my audience, and for a limited time, first hour advertisers will lock in their rates for the life of the podcast. Head on over to patreon.com slash liberaldan and support the show today. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out budgeteers.com. 
a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do, but Budgeteers is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out Budgeteers.com or go to YouTube.com slash Budgeteers and help make your trip the best it can be. Budgeteers.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. Do you want to put some money away for holiday gifts or just create a separate account to save money for a rainy day? Do you want to get a savings bonus every month for money deposited? Do you want the chance to earn up to $10 million simply by depositing money into an FDIC-insured bank? Then open a Yada account and use code LIBERALDAN, make a deposit, and you can get 100 free tickets for next week's jackpot. Each deposit can earn you extra tickets as well. And I've made it easy for you. Just go to yada.liberaldan.com and sign up. That's Y-O-T-T-A dot liberaldan dot com and welcome back to liberal dan radio talk from the left that's right this is your host dan zimmerman coming at you from new orleans louisiana to join the conversation, again, it's code 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. Mask Free America. Mask Free America, are you, for some reason, the way you put caps, hello, Dan, and all caps, are you also bringing a boy, or am I wrong about that? Um, we'll see. So we do have Mask Free America in the chat room, and we'll be talking about uh, what, uh, we, I'm more than welcome to, uh, how is it possible for Biden to get more votes than the great one Obama, and yet it hasn't been questioned by the left? I would say because so many people are pissed off at Donald Trump uh, and at the stupidity that Donald Trump and his attitude during this uh, pandemic uh, that they just decided that enough was enough and that they were going to come out because it was the only way that we were going to save lives. Um, so I would, I, would say, I would say that a lot of Biden support is Obama supporters, plus maybe the children of Obama supporters who couldn't vote at the time but can now vote because when Obama was first elected, it was 2008, and now it's 12 years later. So anybody who was at least six years old when Obama was elected uh, would now be of voting age, and so that's a lot of new voters that you could add to the voting list, of course. People that voted against Obama, their children is, will also be uh, 18 years old if they were at least six years old uh, back in 2008. So uh, that would also help maybe help explain how Donald Trump second most votes in presidential election uh, history. <coughs> hey, I was right. This is bringing a boy. Imagine how, like, that's so funny that um, somebody could pop into the chat with a different news name. With text, I was just like, "This has got to be bringing it, boy." I mean, maybe because bringing it, boy, is one of my uh, most faithful listeners, despite our disagreements on things. Um, how is it that the dead and felons votes got out? I mean, I don't know that 
that there are examples, real legitimate examples, not like OAN examples of dead people casting ballots. I think there was one dead person's ballot that was cast. I think it was in Pennsylvania, and I believe it was done by a Trump supporter. Uh, so if you really want to look at the vote totals, just ding one away from Donald Trump's totals, uh, and 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 that's the that's the probably the correct Pennsylvania count now. Um, possible that if you voted early and if you cast a ballot like maybe three weeks before election day and then you died before election day, then your vote would still count despite you having died prior to election day because you were still able to cast your vote beforehand. So maybe that represents maybe some of the people that people are trying to claim that were dead and that they voted. Um, stop. I mean, look, you're more than welcome to give me a link uh, that says that explains why uh, that it, that gives legitimate sources of dead people le- casting ballots and those ballots and that election fraud being per- per- perpetuated more so by Democrats than Republicans. Because the one example that I've seen was somebody who voted for Donald Trump using his mother his dead mother's information and not somebody voting for Joe Biden. So please give me the information for that. And I would be more than happy to look at it, but uh, there's, there's been uh, the signature match audit in Georgia came back showing no election fraud, no voter fraud. You've had 50 plus lawsuits where uh, Donald Trump has lost and, and, and the Donald Trump legal team has had to state in court that there was no voter fraud because they had no evidence of it, despite saying publicly that there was election fraud or voter fraud, because there's two different things going on here. There's the voter, there's the what they want the public to believe versus what they know they can get away with in court, and they cannot get away with lying in court and, and, and falsifying testimony and giving false information and claiming that people were committing acts of election fraud. Uh, Because if they did so and they were lying to the judge, they could be disbarred. And that's the last thing that a lawyer wants to do. The last thing, uh, the last thing that lawyers want to do is get disbarred. So, uh, but, you know, I don't want you to just listen. You could chime in, you know, if you want, but I just want the link. Uh, If if you have evidence, I just want the link, but I'm not going to accept anything from OAN because they're full of crap. Um, so I don't know if that's where you get the information from. I'm not assuming that you are. I'm letting you know that OAN has proven themselves time and time again to be horribly incorrect. Like it would be like you, me trying to prove something to you with like the daily coast or whatever. Not that not to say that the daily coast has as much incorrect stuff on it, but I know you wouldn't believe it anyway. So why would I bother sharing it with you if it was just from there? Um, so one of the things I noticed during the commercial breaks was uh, Senator John Cornyn uh, posted a picture, great tenderloin dinner from Perini Ranch, highly recommended. And I noticed two things that, A, you have a Republican senator talking about how he's enjoying this lovely steak dinner while uh, we're waiting as Americans to get a higher than $600 amount uh, to help us during the COVID pandemic. And even Donald Trump states that he wants Americans to get $2,000, but the Republicans in the Senate won't do it. Hell, Loeffler and Warnock, no, I'm sorry, Loeffler and Purdue, the Georgia senators currently, 
uh, do want to see that $2,000. They probably say that they want to see the $2,000 because they're afraid for their political lives because they, they, they know that what Mitch McConnell is doing is harming their chances of winning, which is so funny because Mitch McConnell could save his own Senate leadership position by being the Senate majority leader if he would simply jump on board and say, yes, we are going to do the $2,000 as a clean bill without anything attached. But he is so, he, he's just hooked to the Donald Trump ship. And he's going to go down with that ship because him not doing that, him not supporting a clean $2,000 stimulus bill to the individuals, to family, to individuals in this country who are suffering during the COVID-19 pandemic, him doing that is going to help, is going to be, could very well be what helps uh, Ossoff and Warnock to win Georgia, which then gives a 50-50 tie in the Senate, which means that Senator or Vice President-elect Kamala Harris will now be uh, the tiebreaker and we'll probably see Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, in which case we will get things passed past uh, January 20th or even before, um, because the Senate and the House, I think, are seated before the president is seated. So there you go. You have Mitch McConnell is playing a stupid game, and he's going to win the stupid prize of having to be the Senate Minority Leader for at least two years because he won't get on board with this 2000 that Donald Trump wants. Yeah. I mean, it's true. This is, he just got elected. He's old as dirt. And he's, and after the six years, he's probably going to retire. So he doesn't give a crap, but back in 12 years, back 12 years ago, when he won the last time, he basically acted like he didn't give a crap that he was going to be like, oh, I'm just going to kill everything. Cause I'm the grim reaper. And it didn't seem to hurt him then. So, um, he could very well, after six years from now, say, you know what, I'm going to try and win again because I like my power. And the people of Kentucky be like, okay, we'll vote for you, despite your corruption, despite the fact that his wife was working, um, was it, as transportation secretary? Is that, I think I have that right, where it's Mitch McConnell's wife that works as uh, the transportation secretary, and there's a whole bunch of corrupt behavior, potentially corrupt behavior going on there, but nobody wants to talk about that. You know, whatever. I'm sorry. What is it, Donald? You said, what'd you say? It is what it is. Right. It is what it is. But anyway, so the only the other problem that I have with John Cornyn's posting of this tweet of, you know, how it's tone deaf that here I am enjoying this great delicious steak from the Perini Ranch uh, whilst the American people are waiting for their $2,000. So I bet it's also... He's from Texas. He should know better than to eat that. That steak is, that tenderloin is at the very least medium, maybe medium well. I I think it's probably medium, but it's way overcooked. That's just, does not look flavorful at all. Get yourself some medium rare steak, man. Come on. I mean, that's just a crime against beef gross give me some good medium rare or better Ashley probably like it just a little under medium rare with a nice char with a nice get that if a nice steak like a ribeye where you have the fat on it and you get that good char on the on the fat so it caramelizes 
while the steak is nice and oof, mmm, yummy. I mean, I'm full, and that's still making my mouth water just thinking about it. This picture does not give me joy, though. Not at all. Oof, that's not a very, not a very, let's say, well-cooked steak, but it's not, well, it's medium, but it's still meh, meh. Are you going to D.C. on the 6th to, to celebrate the victory of former years of President Trump? I would personally love to be able to go. I mean, I have the free time to do it. I would love to go to Washington and uh, and uh, go to the inauguration on the 20th. Um, but I, I'm having to limit my time of places and doing things. Because my wife is immunocompromised. I cannot risk making her sick because I want to enjoy doing things. And the problem is with uh, your Mask America name and you're telling me that you don't give a crap about my wife, that you don't give a crap about the people around you because you want to, uh, you, you feel that you have the freedom to do things. But, you know, you have, we, we have the freedoms in this country to own a gun there. We have the freedom of a gun. We can, I can go to the store. I can go, you know, buy a gun. I so choose. Um, and, you know, as long as you're a law-abiding citizen, you know, I do think there should be background checks to make sure that you are somebody who should be legitimately owning a gun and you haven't committed gun crimes in the past. I think that's an important thing uh, that should be implemented. But, you know, as long as you've proven yourself that you're a responsible gun owner, you should be able to own a gun. And, uh, but, but just because you have the right to own a gun doesn't mean you have the right to shoot that gun however we please. I can't go into the middle of Bourbon Street downtown in New Orleans and start firing my gun in the air all willy-nilly, because if I do so, that puts other people at risk. My freedom stops when I put you at necessary risk. So, guess what? When you wear a mask and you go out in, in the middle of a pandemic, you are causing unnecessary risk to happen to other people. And you might say, well, I don't feel sick. Well, a good percentage of the transmission of the COVID virus takes place from asymptomatic people. An asymptomatic person might give it to you, might, might give it to me, and then I bring it home to my wife, and then she gets sick because she's immunocompromised. She has hypo, hyper, uh, hypo, hypothyroidism and hypertension. She has high blood pressure and her, her, her uh, not thyroid, whatever the thyroid phrase, that's low. So because but and those are well managed things. So when people are like, well, the people that die have comorbidities, blah, 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 blah. it's not healthy people aren't dying. Well, first of all, healthy people are dying. Look at Luke Lightlow. I don't think he had any underlying conditions. He just died of it. Period. But also, uh, my wife's condition is very well managed. So if so so she has decades in front of her because she takes medicine for her high blood pressure. She takes medicine to deal with her thyroid issues. And, it, well, the medicine to deal with her psoriasis is what makes her immunocompromised. But she's dealing with all of her conditions well, and she'll have many, many years to go um, because those, treat, those issues are well managed. But if she gets COVID, that's going to throw things into a loop. And so, she, yes, she is, may have comorbidities, comorbidities that makes her more likely to die. But that doesn't mean it's okay that she dies, and I'm going to do everything in my power that I can. So I have taken you know, the gloves off. I, I really couldn't care less at this point about who I offend or like, like if, if I, I basically said on Facebook, if you, if you are somebody who are, you know, going to be mad, whatever it is that I say, 
when it comes to this uh, pandemic. Uh, I'll, I'll read it out. Um, my message to my Facebook group, which most of my things on Facebook are like friends only, but no, and this, at this point, I got to the point where I'm like, I don't care. I'm here's what I said. I'm done holding back. I'm done being nice. If you act irresponsibly during this pandemic, I'm going to call you out on it. If it upsets you. I don't care because people's continued insistence to not take this pandemic seriously puts my wife at risk and will kill hundreds of thousands of more people. And if I have to lose some friends over it, just consider this. Your actions putting my family at risk means that you're not my friend to begin with. Stop being selfish, mask up, socially distance, and stop doing activities that are not necessary. It can all wait till that. This is all done. I'm not going to yell people for going to work because our government has not done enough to allow you to stay home, but nobody is immune to this. Nobody, one person is immune to this yet, and it is not surprising to know that a new strain that is more infectious is already here. Why? Because people are flying all over the country and across international borders during a damn pandemic. Hopping on an airplane right now may very well be the stupidest thing you can do, yet many people are doing it for reasons that are not necessary. There's no reason to go to amusement parks. There's no reason to go on youth group trips. There's no reason to do a lot of the things that I see people doing daily. The people are selfish and think that it's not going to hurt them or their family, and people are dying because of it. Have I hurt, have I hurt your feelings yet? Too bad. My family takes precedence over everybody else. But guess what? I would also feel guilty as hell if I knew that my actions contributed to your family getting sick. So I limit my going out to as little as possible. The time for everybody to start doing this was months ago, but it is never too late to start. I mean, you've said that on the show, Mask Free America, uh, B.I.B. Uh, we can stop asking. You know, once we stop, once we get the vaccine, when we get the vaccine, it's going to be, and, and it's widely distributed to, the, to at least 80% of the population. We will have real herd immunity at that point, and masking will be less necessary. Now, what does that, does that mean that, we should stop wearing masks in certain circumstances. Now, maybe what if a new strain flares up and, and you have a little outbreak in an area, maybe at that point you will suggest that people are, or maybe just maybe uh, we might think to ourselves as a country, well, if masking worked to help slow the spread of COVID-19, maybe when flu season starts, maybe people, uh, especially people who can't take the vaccine because they're immunocompromised and, and are incapable of doing so, Maybe we could wear masks at that point during flu season to help protect other people too. And, you know, the thing is, is that you view masking as an inconvenience to you that, or as something that takes away your liberty. I don't need government to tell me to mask up to protect my fellow human beings. I'm more than happy to mask up. I, I, I didn't need the government to have mandates on masking. I didn't need the government to have mandates on what you should or shouldn't do. We should all be listening to the experts and understanding that masking and socially distancing during a pandemic are the best ways to help spread this virus on top of, you know, washing your hands and general hygiene, of course. Uh, but, you know, why, why is there, I don't understand the fact that people are so offended at the idea that, that people tell them to wear a mask, you know, and if I see somebody, you know, I told, I, I was at, I had to get my windshield, my windshield replaced because, you know, 2020, can't be nice to me. And the fact that I'm not making as much money still requires that I get brake tags on my car, that I get my car inspected. And that, you know, in order to get my car inspected and pass inspection, I need a non-broken windshield. So I go 
and I'm sitting in the small, tiny waiting room. And there's a person sitting right across from me, and his mask is below his nose. And I decide to be nice, and I say, excuse me, your, uh, your mask dropped below your nose. Just, you know, giving the benefit of the doubt that he wasn't purposely being, a, as they call, dick nose. Of course, then the person working behind the counter was like, don't harass our customers. I'm like, what are you talking about? I just said to the person that I noticed his mask drop below his nose just to let him know so he could raise it up if he so chooses. Then somebody else came in the store, not no mask whatsoever. So I told the person, look, I'm about to go wait outside so I can pay for my windshield and get out of here. But guess what? You know, I got harassed because I was the bad guy for, for, for just wanting people to be masked up. Why does that make me the bad guy? Why does that why does that make it so that y'all get so angry that we say, look, maybe wear a mask to help protect your fellow humans? What, what is it about your belief system that makes you not want to protect your fellow human beings? I don't get that mindset. And I want you and that's not true when you say the way you think we will be wearing a mask all the time. That's not the way I think, because we're not going to be in the middle of a pandemic all the time. We are in a pandemic. So during a pandemic, certain things need to be done. When we get out of the pandemic, you know, yeah, maybe COVID will still be around, but it won't spread as much. And, you know, it'll be clamped down on because a large percentage of the population will be vaccinated against it. So we will protect against it. Um, and at that point, we'll be able to, justify going back and having full of fully open businesses and with while while being protected by the vaccine and, and maybe we learn something from this and like cause there are other countries who during flu season w- the people will wear masks not because they're forced to but because it's considered polite to do so because it's considered that you are doing something good for other people by wearing a mask just in case you happen to be sick in the middle of flu season. So what is it about wearing a mask that is so offensive to you? The California had typhoid, whooping cough, and other air transfer, presidential daily diseases here in California, and no man. Well, a lot of those things we have vaccines for. We have vaccines for whooping cough. We have vaccines for other things. Measles, we have vaccines for for me. There are people who are anti-vaxxers who are being stupid or allowing other diseases to come back because they won't, again, trust science and instead listen to conspiracy theories and think they're, they're going to have some microchips inserted into their brains whilst carrying around a cell phone. Go figure that one out. You don't need the microchip inserted into your brains because you have their cell phone that could track everything you want to do. So you don't need to have it in the vaccine. Even if that was possible, it's not possible. It's not something that's real, but these people are crazy. And back in January, late January, early February, I was listening to some conservative radio show and some morons on that show talking about how they're going to get these, they're going to inject a microchip into you via the vaccine. And that's what COVID is. It's just a way to control you. No, this is a real virus that's killing people. It just killed that little Louisiana Congressman Luke Letlow just died because he didn't take it seriously. He, again, as I stated in the title of the show, he played a stupid games and won a stupid prize. Do MFA, Mass Free America, do you really believe there are microchips in the vaccine? I, I really want to know. I mean, come on. You, you don't believe that. You've made 
too many intelligent arguments in the chat room to really believe that they're putting microchips in the vaccine to com- to do something. And, and please don't tell me you believe that that's all hooked to 5G. I, I just I just just don't. I mean, I want to know if that's the case, if that's really what you believe, but I, I just can't believe that you would really believe that. Um, but, you know, it said something like a battery in the common flu could kill a person with comorbidity, no mandate in meth. No, but the common, like my wife, has has conditions listed before. And when to become flu season, guess what? She will get the flu vaccine. So she is protected from the flu. Now, does it protect all strains of the flu? No. My oldest, my youngest son managed to get the flu after getting the flu shot. But because it happens sometimes because it handle all the strains of the flu. But, you know, wait, let me say, what, what did Donald say? It is what it is. But it helps protect society as a whole, it helps protect other people on top of protecting yourself. And at which point, you know, we're free to go out and do other things. But you know, do you know what mRNA – explain to me what you think that mRNA is, and then we can talk about the mRNA. Um, I mean, it is a new vaccine type, and it, it's does, – do you believe that an MR, mRNA vaccines have a microchip in it? Do you think that it's actually a computer in the vaccine that is uh, that is trying to uh, program, reprogram your cells? Is that what you think? I mean, we've been doing research on mRNA for a long time now. I really want to know. I really, I'm waiting for this. You know, I'm trying to not go into it, but I just want to see what he says. If, if he really believes that mRNA vaccines have a literal microchip. Now, mRNA vaccines may teach ourselves uh, how to make the protein or just a piece of a protein that triggers the immune response inside the bodies. Uh, the immune response, which produces antibodies, is what keeps us from getting infected from the real virus. Uh, he's saying, okay, hold on. But, I mean, I'm looking at the CDC website right now because I wanted to get the – I knew what mRNA is. I just wanted to get the official wording so I made it sound correct for all of the uh, people who are listening. Um, but I'm guessing I'm waiting for the, let me look up NRNA microchip just to see if I can see. Vaccine rumors debunked, microchips altered DNA and more. Do, 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 do. Maybe later. Uh, the claims that the Bill Gates and the microchip claims. Next, a conspiracy theory that has spanned the globe. It claims that the coronavirus pandemic is a cover for a plan to implant trackable microchips and that Microsoft. Co-founder Bill Gates is behind it. There is no vaccine, quote, microchip. There's no evidence to support claims that Bill Gates is planning this for the future. Uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation told the BBC claim it was false. Of course, the conspiracy theorists will, will be like, of course, that's what the Bill and Melinda Gates, Melinda Gates Foundation is going to say if they're planning on it. They're not going to admit that it's true. So and clearly, I mean, you can't just say, oh, they said it was false. That's false. But there's no evidence that it's true. You know, you don't you don't just believe somebody you don't even ask the question if you don't have any real evidence. Uh, rumors took hold in March, Mr. Gates, in an interview that eventually we'll have some digital certificates which will be used to show who's recovered and tested and who receives a vaccine. He made no mention of microchips. 
This led to one widely shared article saying Bill Gates will use microchip implants to fight coronavirus. Uh, article makes reference to a study funded by the Gates Foundation into a technology that could store someone's vaccine's record in special ink administered at the same time as an injection. However, the technology is not a microchip, and it is more like an invisible tattoo uh, that has not been rolled out yet and would not allow people to be tracked or personal information entered into a database. Uh, Billionaire founder Microsoft has been the subject of many false rumors during the pandemic. Uh, mRNA vaccines, okay, this is from Mastery America, work by providing the genetic code for cells to produce viral proteins with the proteins which don't cause disease are produced, body launches. All right, that, that's exactly what mRNA, yeah, that is correct definition of mRNA, but it doesn't, but the M doesn't stand for microchip. That's the thing. The M is not a microchip. It just provides the genetic, the genetic code. Now, I, I hope you're not reading the term code and saying, oh, that's computer code. Code comes in all different forms. There's not just code equals computer code. I mean, sometimes code can mean computer code, but in this case, it doesn't mean computer code. It means genetic code. Like, you know, a, like what the, the movie's name, Gattaca or whatever it was, uh, the G-A-T-C, those uh, letters that stand for genetic codes. Okay, but you said yes, Dan, microchips. So that that's, that's, that's what I'm wondering. You said if you said yes, they had microchips, it makes me believe that you believe that there are microchips, the whole microchip conspiracy theory uh, that has been going on since February, even before any talk of of a real vaccine was done. But it's still, you know, I still want to come back to to the idea where you think once you go mask, you ain't going back. Why are you so opposed to the idea of wearing masks? Why is it a bad thing for individuals to look out for their fellow human beings? Why can why is wearing a mask a negative thing? Why is it a in violation of your free? Why would you not choose to do it if you knew that? Let's say if you knew that wearing a mask made it so that you are many many times less likely to get somebody sick with COVID nineteen and less likely to cause them or their family members to die from COVID-19. If you knew that you were less likely, you know that you're less likely to make them sick if you wear a mask because the masks help prevent you. I guess I I should ask this first. Um, No, there are no food. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Let's get off the microchips for a second. Um, What do you feel? I guess any listener who's listening, but including Ask Free America, what do you feel masks do? How do? What is your understanding of how masks work? I mean, I shouldn't have to be asking this on New Year's Eve Eve. Uh, I should. We should all know how masks work. But how do you believe, uh, Mastery America? What is the purpose of a mask in 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 wearing a regular non N95 cloth mask? How does that help in disease prevention? To you, what, what is your understanding of it? Why do you believe that you know that a mask is supposed to do when we're told to wear a mask? And I'll, I'll be waiting. Um, I don't want to have too much dead air, so I'm, I'll I'm, I'm going to wait for that answer as I continue to talk about the other things. Um, what's the last thing I want to talk about? I'll go back to that. Give me that answer of what you think masks are supposed to do. I'm going to come back. <laughs> talk about the last thing that I wanted to talk about today 
and then I will come back to the whole math thing, and we'll and we'll we'll deal with your answers at that point. The last thing I want to talk about today before the show ends is the the guy with the twisted tea. If you, you know, there was a, a video on TikTok that where it was asked where they asked like white people, you know, what did you tell your children about when or when not they should say the N word? And I explained to my children prior to this video that the, that they shouldn't say the N word because it's disrespectful. It's a slur. Um, and they might hear uh, persons of color say it, but uh, it is not their word to say. And so they are never to repeat it. And my young son is a potty mouth. So he will say dirty words, dirds all the time. But he has never said the word, and I don't want him to hear remember saying that word, and he knows not to say that word. But then there's this other video that came up where there is a white guy in a convenience store, and he's saying, smack me, N-word, smack me, N-word, and he keeps repeating the N-word over and over again. And so the guy, to be black, took his twisted tea and smacked him right in the face with it, and it, it done exploded. I showed them that video, and I said, this is another reason why you never say the N-word. You know, first reason that I gave them was because you want to be a nice person and you don't want to treat people with disrespect. But if you do say it, you could get whacked upside the head with a twisted T. Again, the person who dropped the N-bomb played a stupid game, and there have been some great videos, (laughs) especially... I think the best one now is the in the air tonight drum solo. But this first one that I saw was they took the sound from the smack of the T and started playing uh, and marching by the Dave Matthews band. <laughs> I just about died because it's perfect. Uh, my Mass, there's no proof it helps us. From... Okay, but you didn't say this is the question that I asked you. What do you think a mask is supposed to do? And I guess I'll give you a, a multiple choice question. Is wearing a mask, you know, is your understanding of masking so that it protects the wearer from getting it? Or is your understanding of masks that people are being told to wear masks because it prevents the wearer from spreading it? Those are the two choices that I want to ask. And what do you believe in? You say your governor doesn't wear a mask and you live in California and Gavin Newsom was shown to go to dinner that he shouldn't have been done doing. He should have been setting the example and he was maskless and he shouldn't have been doing that. And he was wrong for doing that. But that doesn't because people who are politicians are hypocrites many times. They, they, they think that sometimes they think that the rules shouldn't apply to them, but them not setting the appropriate example doesn't mean the advice that they're follow, that they're that they are saying that you should listen to from the experts, from the from the people that are uh, the epidemiologists and the virologists and those people doesn't mean you shouldn't listen to the epidemiologists and the virologists. It just means that they're being hypocrites and hypocrisy. The hypocrisy of leaders doesn't mean you should not follow the advice. Um, it's supposedly not to spread. Well, and that is correct. That is what we are told that masking does. Now, it is not in an either-or thing. It's not you wear a mask and it 100% prevents you from spreading the virus. You know, it's, that's not the case. possible that some virus could 
pop through. But it's the difference between, you know, a full-on broken pipe and a leak. So if, if I'm talking, as I'm talking right now, but I'm a home, so I don't have to wear a mask, I am projecting, you know, especially if I say like a hard P like that, like I am projecting air and, and, and aerosolized saliva and maybe sometimes full-on droplets of saliva might come flying out of my mouth. And the aerosol and the saliva, whether it is aerosolized or not, is what carries the virus. So when I wear a mask over my mouth and my nose, instead of the saliva ridden with COVID, if I happen to have COVID, instead of that going on the things that I touch, like, you know, at a store, I might touch a handle or it might be close to my hand. So I might touch, might, the spit might go on my hands and then I touch a handle or maybe it goes on the, instead of it going all over the place, or if it's aerosolized, instead of it being spread out into the air to land on other people and other things and get in their eyes and uh, everything, instead of doing all that, it gets caught by the mask. That, so, so it will stop a percentage so, so we'll stop a percentage of people from getting it. Yes, it, it, it will reduce the amount of COVID that gets out of your personal area. And as such, less people are likely to get it. Where they've showed that there's been studies that have showed that by wearing a mask, you are much less. And they've shown images of, okay, let's, you, exhale, you exhale your water vapor. Like when you breathe out, if it's cold, and now you live in California, I'm not sure where in California you live, so it might not be cold all that much. It's not that cold that much here down in New Orleans either. Some days it does get cold. But when you exhale, you, you, you are, the, the, the breath is much, less, much more contained in your general area if you're wearing a mask than it is if you're not wearing a mask. So you're, it's going to spread less. It's going gonna, it's gonna to drop probably much closer to your body. That's what the experts are saying. And I'm going to trust and listen to experts. You might not like what the experts say, but that's what they're saying. Are going, yeah, I'm going to listen on, you know, studies say that I'm much more likely to survive a car crash if I wear a seatbelt. So I'm going to wear a seatbelt. Studies say I'm much less likely to cause other people to die if I don't drive drunk. So I'm not going to drive drunk. <clears throat> there are many scientific studies that we could follow and listen to and that we currently do listen to and it helps us prevent unnecessary deaths. So when it comes to epidemiologists and virologists, when they start talking about a pandemic and how to best fight a pandemic and how to best deal with <coughs> the reduction of the spread of a new virus, uh, of a novel virus that we don't have a vaccine for yet, I'm going to listen to the experts and I'm going to, follow what their studies say and, and what the, how, and, and as they gather data, uh, sometimes their advice might change. And as their advice changed based on new data, I will adjust my plans accordingly. Yeah. It's a no brainer driving drunk, driving drunk is not a pandemic, but driving drunk is, is something that you choose to do that puts other people at risk. You are more likely to cause a wreck if you drive drunk than if you don't drive drunk. And that's a very simple concept. You are more likely to kill people if you shoot a gun randomly in the air 
than if you only shoot your gun when you're supposed to and have good trigger discipline. You are more likely to spread the COVID-19 disease if you make yourself a vector of transmission uh, by by going out more places, coming into contact with more people, not wearing a mask and not being socially distanced. I mean, the less you interact with other people, the less likely you are to come into contact with one who has COVID-19. The less the the more you wear a mask, the less likely that you will spread the virus if you have COVID-19 and and the less likely you are to become within six feet of somebody. Again, you are less likely to catch the disease because you are being socially distant from them. The more you do to, to not allow yourself to be a vector of transmission, the less likely the disease is to spread. So please, having the government say you must wear a mask because you can kill someone. Yeah, but you can kill someone. That's the thing. How many people have died so far? What's the current uh, United States totals? 19.7 million cases, 341,000 deaths. 341,000 people have died from COVID-19. I mean, wait, sorry. This is time for Donald again. Wait, it's time for Donald It again. is what it is. There you go. So 341,000. Now, I'm not going to put the blame on, on, on all of those on Donald because people were going to die from this as we tried to get a handle on it, especially early. That's one of the problems with Donald Trump. When he looked at New York, he looked at New York, and a lot of New York's numbers are early. Like, they ramped up real quick on those numbers, and then it kind of plateaued. On, on, and then it slowly went up since then. They're, but they're, most of those deaths are front-loaded in New York. Other deaths are much more back-loaded. Like, they've been happening now. So, like, most map of most cases in the last 14 days. I mean, most cases you're seeing California as, as clearly the most um, between December 15th and 28th, 588,000. But California is also said to have potentially have that new strain as well. So we don't have adequate testing from this president. So therefore we don't, we don't have a good handle on how to do the testing. 145,000 cases in Florida, uh, 218,000 cases in Texas. Now, if you start looking at per 1 million people, you know, okay, you're having uh, in Florida 67,807 cases per 1 million people. Now, that's overall, that's not just necessarily in the last 14 days. So, oh, in Florida, you can expand that way. I'm trying to see Let's look at Florida, for example, and look at the last one week. 17,000 in one day. Uh, They didn't have any on Christmas, so the 17,000 is probably a combination of two days. 13,000 on Christmas Eve, 7,000 on the 27th, 8,000, 12,000 on the 29th. So, I mean, we're having a ton of cases of spreading. And where where a lot of this spread is happening, where people are not taking it seriously um my friend died a uh, friend's dad died and they put COVID on a death certificate he had more fucking problems having problems uh than what he really died so well here's the thing 
let's look at like HIV AIDS. Uh, somebody has HIV and it's, let's say it's not well managed because uh, there are cases of HIV that can be well managed where their viral load is now showing to be zero. Doesn't mean they're cured of the disease, but it, it, it's, it, it's, they plant down on it and people with these new uh, drugs with HIV and AIDS uh, can live long lives and, and potentially as the science says that they are, they are, it is much, if you have sex with those people, you're probably less likely to catch HIV than just having sex with random people. But that's not the conversation. The conversation is, let's say somebody with HIV um, and has AIDS, and let's say the person gets leukemia, not leukemia, pneumonia and dies. So the person gets pneumonia and dies. Are you going to say, well, that person died of pneumonia. They didn't die of HIV. No, the person died of pneumonia because they HIV and you couldn't treat the pneumonia because the body couldn't fight off the pneumonia because you had HIV. So, you know, so it, it, they died of both in reality. So if somebody has COVID, but they also have hypertension, are you going to insist that they only died of hypertension? Again, in these cases, a lot of these people who are dying, I don't know if, in, I don't know if the case if your friend's dead, I don't know if that person had a situation that was well-managed or not. But again, I always bring up my wife. Her situation is well-managed. But you throw COVID in there, and there's no way to know how it's going to turn out. And the callousness of, well, these people are only dying who have comorbidities. It, these people with comorbidities likely are going to live for decades more. These people are probably going to live good, long lives if not for COVID and getting, so the idea that you feel that you should be free to not wear a mask because, because the people who are dying are people who are already sick. No, they're not sick. My wife is fine because her, her situation is well managed. Many of these people's situations are well managed because modern medicine is a wonderful thing, but throw in a curveball like COVID and it can knock everything out of whack and, and make, Otherwise, people who would last for decades more die early. Why? Because people couldn't be bothered to wear a damned mask. People couldn't be bothered to stop doing unnecessary things. The picture uh, that somebody shared on Facebook, a friend of mine, uh, her son went to some Christian youth group event. It was a retreat. And, and the, there was now they were all wearing masks in the picture, but it was like over 50 people huddled very close together for the picture. Again, masking is just one part, being socially distanced, staying in small groups, 50 is not a small group, and then going on retreats, that's not necessary. This same group went to laser tag during the pandemic. They went to a uh, escape room or whatever during the pandemic. There are plenty of other activities that, these, that this organization did with these kids that were unnecessary. You don't need to be going out to a movie in the middle of a pandemic. You don't need to be going to an amusement park like Disney World, Universal Studios, Magic Mountain if you're in California, Knott's Berry Farm. None of these things have to be gone to in the middle of a pandemic. They're, they're, they're things that you should just you, – they can wait for later. You don't have to go out to eat in the middle of a pandemic. You can go pick up and get it to go and bring it home. Go get food from a grocery store. Learn to make a new dish and cook for yourselves. There are so many ways that you could 
You know, yes, you have to go to the store. Yes, you have to, there's, you know, if your toilet breaks, you need to go pick up a new toilet at the store if you can install it yourself. You have to call in a plumber if, you know, I know I have a friend who is a plumber, and I know that his workers are going to work well uh, because their boss is going to tell them, you need to wear a mask and you need to be socially distanced, and they're going to come in and they're going to do the job and they're going to leave because, they're taking this responsibly. So there are, there's obviously jobs that people still need to do and work that still needs to be done. And you can do all these things in a way that is socially distanced. Um, let's see. Let's copy and paste this link in. I have a mask. Why the mask doesn't work. I'm, I'm not going to um, – I'm not holding my breath that this uh, website, River City's Reader, uh, June 11, 2020, Masks don't work. A review of the science related to COVID-19 policy. Masks and representatives do not work. There have been extensive randomized control trials, blah, 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 blah. Relevant benefits and biology, blah, 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 blah. The main transition past long resistance time aerosol particles too fine to be blocked. That's not true. Um, uh, present paper mask and um, Saliva air, let's say saliva air aerosol size. Particle size. Uh, saliva is discharged by people sneezing or coughing. Particle size is generally one to five millimeters um, is the particle size and not the uh, 2.5 picometers, which is being stated in this article. So that's one problem in the article that you've just given me. Um, scrolling the page. Uh, let's see. Use of surgical face masks to reduce incidence of the common cold among healthcare workers in Japan. Control channel. Blah, 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 blah. Face masks to prevent risk of influenza virus. There's some more links. Um, again. Let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Face Summary influenza viruses circulate around the world every year from the time new strains emerge. Many national and international health agencies recommend the use of face masks during the uh, H1N1 pandemic. Uh, there's some evidence to support that wearing a mask represented during illness to protect others and public health emphasis. To... Here's what it says. Look, this, I, I randomly clicked on one of the things that you linked, and here's what it says. There is some evidence to support the wearing of mask represented rep- respirators during the illness to protect others and public health emphasis on mask wearing during illnesses may help reduce influenza virus transmission. There are fewer data to support the use of mask respirators to prevent becoming infected, which is the exact same thing that I just said. I said that masks are not to protect yourself. They are to protect other people. This, so, so this one, one thing in the Cambridge University Press linked to from this article that that you just linked me to backed up my argument. Let's find this other one. What's this other one? Uh, effectiveness of nine, N95 respirators versus surgical masks in protecting, in protecting healthcare workers from respiratory infection. Again, so this is a study about protecting healthcare. And this is the problem with a lot of the issues a lot of the articles, a lot of the things that these people are trying to say to debunk the effectiveness of masks. They will point to articles 
to try and state that masks do not protect the wearer, and nobody is saying that masks protect the wearer. Not the argument that's being made. Well, if masks work, then... No, masks work by preventing transmission from the wearer, not to protect the wearer. So this article that you just shared to me, the the first one that I shared, both the two links that I linked to from the external links that they were looking at, both say that there's not a lot of evidence to show that it protects the wearer, that a cloth or a surgical mask will protect the wearer, but that's not why we're wearing the masks. We're wearing the mask to prevent the transmission. And one of the articles that was linked to does say that wearing a mask can help the transmission, can help to stop the transmission of the virus from somebody else. So I'm not sure what you're trying to show me here, uh, Mass Free America. I'm not sure what you're trying to prove with the link that you just gave me. So far, the first two articles, all they've done is confirm that masks are not to be worn to protect the wearer, but one of them does confirm that there's evidence to show that masks prevent the spread, the transmission of virus, if the person wearing the mask happens to be infected. Abstract of this next one from the Clinical Oxford Academic Clinical Infectious Diseases, IDSA, the Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis uh, of the protective effect of face masks and respirators against respiratory infections seized by healthcare workers, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the emergence of novel respiratory pathogens such as SARS and H1N1 highlighted the vulnerability of healthcare workers to respiratory infections. Uh, medical masks can help protect users from large respiratory droplets. Um, N95 respirators are specifically divine, designed to protect users from small airborne particles, including aerosols. And that's why during the beginning of the pandemic, we were told to not hoard up all the N95 respirators because we needed them for the people who were working in healthcare facilities who needed the N95s to protect them from the small droplets, from the aerosolized droplets that would contain these viruses. Uh, current guidelines on PPE usage of health settings uh, are, are, are based on limited evidence of their effective studies to investigate the efficacy of PPP are challenging because uh, the difficulty in ensuring users' compliance with limited statistical power, blah, 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 um, blah, blah, blah. But again, this seems to also be... In addition, we compared the protective effect of mask and respirators against bacterial and viral infections separately, evaluated the frequency of mask use and contributing factor. Again, this seems to be another study um, studies of collected trials. There's no respiratory. Again, it looks like this is another study talking about why masks are not effective in protecting the wearer from getting it. But again, that is a that is an irresponsible thing to share. And I'm going to tell you that it is a, it is an irresponsible thing to share when you're trying to debunk somebody who's trying to claim that masks protect spreading because it's, it's not, this is not the argument though. I'm not making the argument that masks protect the wearer, even though I have seen from one of my doctor friends, a link showing that there has been some evidence to show that there may be some protection for the wearer and some is better than none. However, and, and I wish at the end of the day, it's just the, the whole pandemic is showing that America has lost any sort of altruism or empathy that it may have had to look out for your fellow neighbors. 
Because telling the people, one of my friends said it best. Uh, we should have never said that a mask will, will protect, will keep you from spreading the disease to others. We should have said wearing masks will kill immigrants. It will kill illegal immigrants. And that would have gotten the MAGA types on board. <sighs> let's see. Uh, let's see. This other one, effectivists of N95. Linked this one as well. What does this one say? Uh, effectivists of N95 respirators versus surgical masks against influenza, systematic review, meta analysis. Um, previous meta analysis concluded there was intended to determine the effectiveness of. Blah, 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 blah. The use of N95 respirators compared with surgical masks is not associated with a lower risk of laboratory confirmed influenza. It suggests that NFI methods should not be recommended for general public use in non-high-risk medical staff, those that are not in close contact with influenza patients. So if you're not in close contact with influenza patients, they're not recommending the use of N95s. Again, not a surprise because that's what they did at the beginning of COVID. So that's not changing anything that I've said in this entire conversation. Um, So at the end of the day, there's so far, and I, I, and I could probably, I could potentially look at this in more detail. But in my cursory look, where I've linked to several of, I've looked at four of the articles that have said, and all this article seems to say is that, um, all this article seems to say is that there's, is that the evidence is there that it doesn't necessarily protect the wearer from getting the disease, but it protects, it prevents the wearer from spreading the disease. And if there's evidence to show, even if it's some evidence, as you're saying, you're saying some doesn't mean real. Some evidence doesn't mean proof. It means some evidence, but if there's some evidence that it, that it can protect people in the spread and there's, then you, then we should listen to that until more evidence is collected. That's the thing. Why not wear it just in case if, if you could potentially save a life by wearing a mask, why won't you do it? Let's see. Uh, does your wife wear a mask? My wife absolutely wears a mask whenever she goes out in public, even though she goes in public very, very small amount of time. Because, again, she's staying home. I think we can count on, on the fingers the amount of time she's been out of the house, and even less so the amount of time she's been out of the house in, like, in a public space, like a store or something. Maybe 10 times since March, mid-March. And that's being liberal with the uh, total numbers and even then she wore masks we stay socially distanced um and sometimes we had to like i had to go to the doctor the other day and i needed somebody to bring me to the doctor the other day um i'm not talking about why but we went to the doctor she brought me in um and she had to wear she had to come in she, she had to go to the doctor so i brought her to the doctor again both of us wore masks both of us were responsible so what why so why, if she has COVID, she's – so if she wears a mask, you don't know if you have COVID or not. That's the thing. It's like there are people who have symptoms of COVID-19. There are people who don't have symptoms of COVID-19. Then the people who – of the people who don't have symptoms of COVID-19, some people still have COVID-19 and can still spread it to others, and other people don't. We don't know who those people are. We don't know who the asymptomatic carriers are and who the non-carriers are. That's why everybody has to wear a mask because we don't know if you have it or not. So therefore, and you don't know if you have it or not. You don't know who the people. Now, 
we try and limit our contact with people to make as much less likely that we're going to be vectors of transmission for our disease. But we still go out and we still wear a mask because when other people come into contact with us, they don't know if we are being responsible people or not. I don't know if anybody else who's been out there is being responsible for that. That's why everybody has to wear a mask because you have to assume that everybody else is not behaving in the way that they should. Because there's no way to know if I happen to come into contact with one person and that person happened to go see their family on Christmas and one of their family members, you know, been going to underground raves all this time. And boom, 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 trans virus makes its way from the rave to the party to me, then to my wife. That's why you have to wear a mask because you don't know what other people are doing and I don't know what they're doing. So that's why they need to wear a mask and I don't wear a mask because they don't know what I'm doing. COVID is so deadly than we're dead. Let's ha- I don't understand what that means. If COVID is so deadly, then we're dead and let's have our freedom. It doesn't work. Damn. I don't understand what really that means. Why does she wear a mask? It won't protect her. Because she's wearing a mask to protect other people. Why is it that you don't understand this concept? You wear a mask to protect other people. If she doesn't know if she has it or not. Now, I mean, it's the last time she was tested for COVID because she had to go get one of those times that she was out of the house was she needed surgery to remove a lipoma. In order to have the surgery done, she needed to have a negative COVID-19 test. So she got her COVID-19 test and she was negative for COVID-19. So, but, but on the few times that she's been out, you do, she, we don't know. It's possible. What if, you know, we have a very small pod a small group of people, you know, that we hang out with. But what if maybe my mother-in-law who spends a lot of time at our house, maybe what if she goes to Walmart one day because she has to do grocery shopping and she goes when it's very empty because they have a limited time for adults, your older adults to go. But what if she happens to come in contact with an individual who is contagious, she gets it, then brings it home to us. And now she has, and now what if my wife has it? So now, and, and there's an incubation period where you don't know where, that you have it. You're not feeling the symptoms yet, but you can still be you can still be contagious. So then she goes out. So that's why she wears the mask because she doesn't know at any given time that she has this disease or not. So she's going to play it like, oh, maybe she does have it, and she's going to wear the mask to protect others just in case. Because again, it's not about protecting yourself from the virus. We protect ourselves by limiting our exposure, by limiting the amount that we go out, only going out when it's absolutely necessary. That's how we protect ourselves. We protect other people because we know we can't not go out at all because we need to do grocery shopping. I need to get my window glass replaced on my windshield. There are things that have to be done in the middle of a pandemic, regardless of whether or not um, there's a pandemic going on or not. So you do, you do that extra step. And whenever you go out, you wear that darn mask in case one of those times, I, one of us who happened to go out, happened to catch it and bring it home and pass it around to anybody else in the house that's living with us. You just don't know. And we don't have good enough contact tracing to be able to track these things. It's another reason why you'll never, there's some people who will never know that they had it and will, and if they don't wear a mask, they'll never know that they've passed it on to other people. Those, yes, people who have it and know that they have it should absolutely be in quarantine. But there are people 
there was, I, I know somebody, you know, I say there's not enough contact tracing, but I have a friend who works doing contact tracing. That's her job. Her job right now is she calls people who have, they, you get a case of somebody who has COVID, you call that person, that person then shares well, who you've been in contact with, and then you, 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 you track down all those other people that they might have been in contact with to try and clamp down on the virus to see what it's done. This person's parents went to a funeral, and they just thought they had a cold. Turns out they had the COVID, and so now they've potentially infected many other people because they went out when they were sick, not knowing that they had COVID. There are other people, again, who we don't have enough testing in this country. So there are a lot of, there, there are people who are asymptomatic who have it, who don't know that they have it and who can still pass it on to others. So if, if we had a much broader system that allowed us to test everybody, then we might be able to catch all the asymptomatic cases and then take, tell those people who have it but are asymptomatic that you need to go quarantine now so we can prevent the spread. But we don't have that in this country because it's one of the failures of Donald Trump during this pandemic is we did not implement a nationwide gung-ho contact tracing testing program that would allow us to clamp down on areas. And maybe had we done that with you know good contact tracing, if we would have done that, we might have also been able to not close down as many places because we could have been more surgical with the places. Oh, here is... We've got these people shut down and quarantined, so those people are in quarantine. The rest of the people can go out and go to work. Oh, New Orleans is is having a breakout, so we're going to shut down New Orleans for two weeks. But since Baton Rouge is fine, we're going to keep Baton Rouge, you know, because they're not having the same outbreak that New Orleans is. Because we would have been implementing a robust testing system with a robust plan of contact tracing. Had we done that, we would have been able to clamp down on this much more effectively. But we didn't do that because Donald Trump's a failure. So, but you say, you know, you have it. It's like the flu. Again, it's not like the flu. Your own president said to Woodward back in March, I think it was, that it's nothing like the flu, that it's much worse than the flu. But he downplayed it. And because he said, but because Donald Trump said that it's like the flu publicly, none of y'all want to admit that what he told Woodward was the actual truth. You never want to change your mind. You never want to admit that you're wrong. Uh, if I had my temperature taken at a restaurant, I was so implied that not if she took but I had my temperature taken at a restaurant. I was so impaled by that. Not that she took it, but she didn't give a reason why. And if I did have COVID. Okay. The reason that they take your temperature at places is because if you have a fever, that could be a sign that you're infected with COVID. But here's the thing. You might not have a fever, and you still might have COVID. That's why I'm saying that, I mean, it's my personal opinion that it is irresponsible to still be going out to eat at restaurants at this point in time. You shouldn't, especially if you're in California, and California has that new strain. You shouldn't be going out to, you, no, if you want to eat food from a restaurant, go get it and pick it up and bring it home. Don't spend time at that restaurant. Don't spend time, especially if it's an indoor restaurant, you know. I just don't understand why people just feel that, oh, we need to be able to go. No, just stop. It doesn't make any sense. You're putting yourself and everybody else at needless risk by doing all these activities that don't need to be done in the middle of a damn pandemic. Once we get this vaccine widely 
distributed to enough people in this country, we could return back to life as normal. And maybe, you know, you say, once you go mask, you never go back. I mean, it's not like interracial sex. <laughs> Although I do know people who have, who have uh, experienced that and did go back. Uh, so that's also not a true statement. But, you know, if we learn that masking can protect people during times of viral outbreaks, then maybe in future viral out- outbreaks, we will have less resistance to wearing masks because we see that they work. Doesn't mean we have to wear a mask all the time, but maybe if you feel a little under the weather, you know, maybe you don't, maybe you play it safe and you choose to wear a mask. Or maybe during the middle of flu season, if there's a very, if there's a certain amount of spread of the flu in a certain area, maybe the people in an area go, you know what? this would be a good time to wear masks to help fight the spread of this virus. Um, But again, people like yourself are not going to do it. If you hit, look, you wear a mask, you have CCP. What? I have warts. Should I wear gloves? Are your warts contagious? Are you touching people with your, with your wart covered hands? Um, see, restaurant restaurant employees are not doctors. They work for a restaurant. Um, yes, they're not doctors. That doesn't people who are not doctors can take a temperature, and it's their private property. And if they decide that to not let you on there into their restaurant because you're running a fever, that is their right to do so as a restaurant owner. Um, and in reality, that should be what we should be doing in the middle of a pandemic. If you're showing signs that you could potentially have COVID. If you're running a fever and you're out and about, you know, maybe you should just go home because you're showing a sign. Then maybe go get a COVID test and see if you're, you're infected. And if you're infected, then stay home and quarantine for 14 days or 10 days after a test or whatever the current uh, guidelines are for people who are shown to be positive of COVID-19. Um, but yeah, should you, should you wear gloves if you have warts? I mean, again, if your warts are contagious, then, and, and you could touch things with your hands and spread whatever would give you warts to other people, then maybe you should wear gloves. Uh, if you have something on your hands that is contagious, and whatever, whatever that thing on your hands is, I mean, why wouldn't you wear gloves to protect other people from what you might have? I mean, that seems to be a, a question... That's silly to ask me because obviously I'm going to tell you that if you have something that's communicable uh, on your hands that you could prevent that transmission with gloves, then yeah, you should probably wear gloves. Uh, I'm not sure what you're saying. Look, you wear a mask. You have CCP COVID, uh, CCPD. Is that what you're trying to say? I mean, I know you're not saying like the the Russia, Um, but there are there are people. I threw a curveball to him. Well, but, you know, my answer is going to be the same. Yeah. You know, if you have a condition that's that you can transmit something, if there's a way that you prevent the transmission, then wear the gloves. If you have a condition where, you know, you can't prevent the transmission, then maybe you figure something else out. Um, if you have uh, some sort of lung disease that, that where your doctor has said you absolutely cannot wear a mask, 
uh, it's going to hurt you to wear a mask for any duration of time, and that's the medical advice that you've gotten. That you've gotten. Um, that, that's why I don't necessarily get annoyed at people who wear the face shields. There's no evidence that face shields have the same efficacy in preventing viral transmission than the cloth masks do. But if you're making the effort by wearing a mask, I'm not going to say, well, do you have CCPD? Or, you know, I'm not going to ask them that private medical thing. I'm going to assume that because they're wearing a face shield and not a mask, that they have a condition that makes them impossible. But if you can't do either of those things, then maybe you do need to find some other. You have to ask the business, for example. There are many businesses that have the ability for you to go pick up uh, the groceries, let's say, that Walmart has curbside pickup work. You can go in and pull to the side and order online, and you, you have a given window where you show up to Walmart, and they, they bring you your stuff to your car. They put it in the car for you. You never have to be within six feet of anybody. You don't have to wear a mask. I mean, sometimes when I do do the curbside pickup, I'll still wear the mask just in case, but I think it's better to be safer than to be less, to be overly safe than to be underly safe. Better to take less risk than more risk. So, but again, you can do that as an option if you are incapable of wearing a mask, if for some reason the doctor has told you mask wearing is not for you, you then find other ways. You just don't say, well, I have, a, I have some medical condition that doesn't allow me to wear a mask, so I'm going to go walk around like everybody else is doing but without a mask. No, you then have to take other steps to make sure that you, that you don't allow yourself to become a vector of transmission. You do not have the right to make yourself a vector of transmission and put others at risk. The, as I've said before, the, <clears throat> the right to swing your fist stops right before it hits my face is typically what people say. It's wrong because you don't have the right to swing your fist at my face because that's assault. If you threaten me with a swung fist, it doesn't matter if you actually made contact or not. Threatening me with a closed fist or an open hand or whatever, something that is considered to be assault. If you actually make contact with me, that's battery. But the concept is that you have the right to do whatever you want as long as you don't harm me or you don't threaten harm to me. So if your actions threaten harm to me, then those actions are not actions that you have a right to do. Going back, you don't have the right to fire a gun in the air because you put people at risk by doing so. You don't have the right to drive drunk because you are putting other people at risk. And you don't have the right to walk around in the middle of a pandemic without a mask on because you're putting more people at risk. I see people driving wearing a shield and a mask. You know what? I've, I've, look, if you're in a car by yourself and you're not an Uber driver, and the Uber and Lyft drivers, we're going to ignore them for the situation because it's possible that an Uber or Lyft driver might just wear the mask continuously because they're just going from person to person and they don't feel the need to have to take it off, put it on, take it off, put it on. It might just be less of a pain in the neck for those Uber drivers to just Take it off. Maybe just they just leave it on. If I was doing Uber and Lyft right now, which I'm not because I can't because of my wife. Um, if I was doing Uber and Lyft right now, I would probably not take the mask off between rides, especially if I was dropping someone off and I immediately got a new ride. If I was waiting for a ride, if I was waiting like minutes, yeah, I might pull over and then. But if I was on my way to go pick somebody up, I'd probably keep the mask on between rides. So if the person, if if somebody has a mask on that you see them driving. Look to see if they have an Uber or Lyft sticker, because that might be the case. Um, but the, the other thing I don't understand with this mockery that people make, with how people make fun of those wearing a mask while driving, 
they're being overly cautious. And in my opinion, they're being overly cautious, so, and, and maybe even ridiculously so. But it's better to be overly cautious than to be not cautious enough. So instead of mocking people who drive in a car wearing a mask when they don't have to, why, that, that, that's not a reason for you not to wear a mask. That somebody is being ridiculous with the amount of masking that they do. If they're wearing a mask 24-7 because they want to be overly, overly, overly safe, unnecessarily so, that's not a reason for you not to wear a mask. Instead of mocking the people who are being too safe, why not mock the people who are, or shame the people who are not being safe enough? Why not shame the people who are knowingly and willfully going against the advice of epidemiologists and virologists who are putting others at risk for their own selfish reasons. Why not mock them? Why not shame them? Why not tell them that, that they are selfish for not looking out for their fellow human beings? And let's say wearing a mask makes you only 20, reduces the amount, the likelihood that you could spread the virus by 20%. I don't know what the odds are. I can't tell you exactly what that number is. But let's say it's only 20%. That would be enough for me to wear the mask. Because I'm now less likely to prevent, to cause somebody from getting sick. Less likely to spread a virus if I happen to have it. But as, you know, it's a standard rule, and we only have about, I mean, I went the whole two hours this time, so fine, you know, We'll end the New Year's with a bang, with a very good long episode. And if for some reason I feel like I need to continue, I could actually extend. Actually, let me extend it now just in case. Uh, we're going to extend it to the full three hours, and we will uh, go from there. Um, but if, it, if it's if you're if it, that's not eighty percent, it won't help. I mean, twenty percent that it will help means that you're if you're twenty percent less likely to spread it, that means less people are going to get it. And then if you socially distance on top of that, and you stay six feet away on top of that, and you don't do unnecessary things on top of that, you're still piling all the protections on top to make sure that you don't spread this disease. So why wouldn't you do whatever it is that you could possibly do to stop somebody else from getting sick? Why, why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you want to protect you. And through this entire conversation, you have not answered that question once. Why would you not wear them? Why are you so opposed to wearing a mask if masking helps to prevent you from getting somebody else sick? If social distancing helps you prevent from you making somebody else sick? Do you feel, I guess, let me word it do you feel that you have any responsibility in making sure that you don't infect others in the middle of a pandemic? Uh, you're, you want to wish me and my wife happy. You, I want, yeah, look, I want you and your wife and everybody to have a happy new year, happy and healthy new year. I want nobody else to get this virus. I want, I want everybody to be safe. And there's, there's no reason. I, I, don't, I just don't understand it. Through this entire conversation, it's been about an hour and 20 minutes or so that we've been having this back and forth. You in text, me obviously talking and responding to what you say in, in, the, in the chat. 
But there's no reason why, you know, there, you still haven't given me the reason why you believe that you shouldn't be wearing a mask, that you're so against wearing a mask, that you're so against protecting other people. You provided me this link that say masks don't work, but the link that you gave me that says masks don't work, explain that masks don't work in the way that I said that they don't work. They don't work to protect the wearer. They work to prevent the wearer from spreading it to other people. And the link that I found, the one link that I found that addressed the topic of spreading the virus versus protecting the wearer says that the evidence shows that there is evidence that the, that the wearer may be prevented from spreading the virus to other people. So why not do it? Why not look out for your fellow man? Why not try and protect your fellow human beings and try and make sure that, because if, if I knew that my actions caused somebody else to get sick and die, if I knew that something that I did killed Luke Letlow, regardless of Luke Letlow, the former congressman-elect for the 5th District of the state of Louisiana, who recently succumbed to COVID-19, if I knew that my actions caused him to get sick, regardless of the fact that I probably disagree with him on most things politically, despite the fact that he was like, we have to learn to live with COVID, which is ironic, all that, I knew that my actions caused his family to lose the person that they love, for his kids to lose their dad, for his wife to lose her husband. I knew that my actions caused that. I don't know if I could ever forgive myself. I would feel so much guilt. I would feel like I would owe that family everything. That I would never be able to make up the harm that I did for that, to that family despite the fact that he was behaving irresponsibly, I would feel that there was nothing that I could do that would make it up to them, but I would try and do whatever it was to make it up to them because I would know that my actions caused that death. That's how I feel. Don't understand the mindset. And Mastery America says, the evidence doesn't help me to want to wear the mask. I mean... What percentage of protection would you feel? I mean, I, I mean, I don't know what I could say that Fauci hasn't already said in, in after learning new advice and after, after collecting the data that the, the experts have collect, connected. I don't know what it is that where I could say, and this is why I made my post. And this is why I said the gloves are coming off. And this is why I'm said I'm, I'm, I'm not pulling my punches anymore, why I'm done being nice. The reason why I'm done being nice about this whole thing is because I've tried so many ways. I've tried reaching out to try and get people's empathy. You know, I've tried to, to try and get people to say, look, this is about caring about your fellow human beings. This is not politics. This is not some grand conspiracy to make you wear masks forever. This is just an attempt to protect your fellow human beings during a pandemic while we wait for the vaccine to be developed and distributed amongst the citizenry. 
and other residents of this country. Why? And, and the idea that there's such backlash, and, and, and I know the reason why there's backlash. It's because of President Trump. Donald Trump early on stated that the whole response was a democratic hoax, that the, Demo- the democratic response to the virus was a hoax. Now, back then, I knew that he wasn't saying that the virus itself was a hoax. I also knew that the people who were listening to him would take that as him saying that the virus is a hoax, and they wouldn't take it seriously. And then Trump said it's no worse than the flu, even though he told Woodward the exact opposite weeks before. He also you know, wanted to reduce it. The, the, all the, he then said that masking is weak, that he would feel like he was weak behind the resolute desk wearing a mask, that somehow he would be setting a poor example when the exact opposite is true. If Donald Trump would have from the very beginning said, Donald Trump from the very beginning would have said, masking is your patriotic duty. Everybody needs to mask up and be socially distanced and to make sacrifices during this pandemic to make sure that they protect their fellow citizens. If Donald Trump would have said that, the entire country would have gotten behind him. The virus could have been, we could have clamped down on the virus. And oddly enough, he may very well have won the presidential election, and really won, not like he says he won now, but he didn't, but he might have actually won re-election by, by being a leader and showing that he could lead during a time of crisis. But he did not. He did not do that. He did not lead. He did not do the responsible thing. He did not set the example by wearing a mask wherever possible. He did not set the example by calling on his supporters to form an army against the virus and to fight the virus and report to, for duty with, with, by wearing a mask. He could, have, he could have sold MAGA masks for – he could have signed, sold signed MAGA masks for $20 a pop, and his supporters would have bought them all up. And, and, and if he would have said, look, and you got to wear these properly, put these over your nose and your mouth, and you're going you're gonna to protect each other and protect this virus spreading. And it's going to be the greatest thing that we've done for this country. We're going to mobilize like nobody's ever mobilized before, and we're going to fight this virus together, united as one nation. And had he done that, he very well could have won. And that's, that's, that's the tragedy of his campaign is – he played the stupidest game of them all. He won the stupidest prize of them all. So at the end of the day, to bring it all back to the start, it's Donald Trump who played a stupid game and won stupid prizes, created super spreader events. He killed Herman Cain. He got the virus himself. He spread it to others. Many of his people are now getting sick. And he lost the presidency because so many people got fed up with his irresponsibility that they said, you know what, we're coming out and we're voting and we're going to vote you out of office because you've proven above all else that you were incapable of leading when we needed you to lead the most. And that's why Donald Trump is the winner of the Play Stupid Games Win Stupid Prizes contest. 
And this is the end of this week's and this the last episode of the year for Liberal Dan Radio. Tune in next year in January for a brand new year. It's not a brand new season because the season starts in the summer. But a brand new year. I'm under no uh, mistakenness or whatever that this is going to magically get better just because we add a one at the end of the year. But let's hope that maybe uh, maybe January 20th things will start to turn around. Uh, maybe, who knows, maybe Mitch will get his head out of his rear end um, and, and do the right thing, even though he seems to be putting the whole uh, Rule 230 as part of the only way that he's going to allow a vote to come to the floor uh, on the stimulus for increasing the stimulus to 2000. But who knows? I don't, I'm not holding my breath on that. There's no reason for him to do it because he's again, probably a lame duck, but he's probably made it so that for at least the next two years, he will not be Senate majority leader because hopefully with the record turnout that's going on in Georgia, hopefully we will see a brand new two senators from Georgia, and that will allow Vice President-elect Kamala Harris to be the president of the Senate and the tiebreaker so that we can have a Democratic Senate Majority Leader and pass bills that the House send them. Anyway, again, this is the end of this week's episode. Tune in next week. Uh, for all, go to liberaldayin.com, all the places you can find me. Again, you have two days left. Uh, for the Patreon, for the advertisement spots, the lock-in and advertising rates for the life of the show. So check that out. Uh, till, the, till next week, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Have a happy new year.